0: for joining me on the fourth series of my podcast, Beyond the Water Cooler. As usual, we'll be covering all things that shape employee experience, that ultimately impact on engagement, performance and loyalty. Whether that's about leadership style, psychological safety, mental well-being, companies' impact on society, neurodiversity and so much more, there is something for everyone. I'm your host, Lisa. As a psychologist and psychotherapist in my business, It's Time for Change, I get to make a real difference in the world of people. Working with companies who want to be great, with inspiring leadership, an awesome culture, and a wow workforce, that's my thing. And that's what this podcast is all about. You know there's challenges and questions that can occupy your headspace. Perhaps working out how to support people, or how to develop a better way of working, or how to increase capacity while keeping people on your side. Well, I'm your soundboard, problem and picker, and guide to doing things that ultimately increase employee happiness. My mantra is simple, get people right, get business right. So, let's dive in.
1: Hello. Hello, we're talking resilience. <laughs> we are.
0: Today, which I'm super excited about. Absolutely. And um, so for the listeners, because I'm sitting here in a room with you, so I assume everyone else can see, Yeah, uh, but obviously they can't. I'm joined by the fabulous Dave Greenaway, who um, we were sitting here, must have been about a year ago, for my very first episode. Yeah, I about that. I it all started yeah. in the kitchen. It
1: all started in the kitchen. What an honour that was, yeah. I know.
0: And here we are. Um, actually, I don't know how many episodes I've done now, but it feels like a lot. quite a few. Okay. Um, and today I'm going to be talking with you about resilience, yeah. which you know a thing or two about. A little bit, yeah. Um, I think it's really relevant i want to hear more about your story and, yeah. and what you do and who you are in a minute but i think it's really relevant right now because everyone it feels is really still struggling and it's this whole you know we be on the pandemic and things are settled down yeah. but you kind of feel like we lurch from one crisis to another and everyone's just feeling a bit tired um yeah. and a bit beaten by all the kind of consistent challenges that they're coming across yeah. you have come across uh, the same challenges as the rest of us and a few more. And I thought, actually, I really want to unpick that a little bit more with you today in terms of what you have done that's enabled you to stay so resilient um, and what we can draw out of that in terms of what other people can do to strengthen their resilience and um, to help them feel more confident in navigating the challenges and knowing that they'll get through them and actually things can be better on the other side, mm. which at times... It doesn't feel like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So tell us about, first of all, you in terms of what your role is. Um, So just a bit more about who you are in terms of your professional role before we then find out a bit more about why you're joining me today to talk to your
1: topic. So as of now, I'm a life in business coach. And um, as you're aware, I've been coaching for a number of years, but always pretty much as a for one of a better place on this on sideline. I, I was doing it because so I loved to do it. And um, it turned out I wasn't too bad at it either. And I just thoroughly enjoyed the time I got to spend with, with people. But now as of this year, um I've gone all in. And um I've been it's been something that's been on my mind for years and years and years. It's been, you know, that little nag you get ahead mm-hmm. sometimes and you know you should be doing it, mm-hmm. but you find every reason under so not to mm-hmm. this year. A little bit forced, but it's turned out for the best. That this is the best place for me to be right now, is helping other people navigate their life in business. Yeah. Um, and I'm really lucky to be partnered uh, with Mike Kirk, who's a superb coach and business person all round. He um oh, the stuff he teaches me every day is brilliant. He's just a fabulous guy. Right? you know, we get on so, so well. It turns out we're really like-minded, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've really enjoyed my time working with him as we, we create this whole new little venture for ourselves. Yeah, so it's exciting.
0: And I think you just hit Neville heading into saying this came back to a little bit forced. Mm. And I think lots of people find themselves in situations that are not their choosing. Mm. And it's how you then deal with that situation. Mm. And I guess that's what we're going to be unpicking. There's a really nice definition, actually, of resilience, which I really like, um, which is the capacity to remain flexible in our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors mm. when faced by life disruption or extended periods of pressure. that we emerge from difficulties stronger wiser and more able that's from pemberton Mm. does that fit for you in terms of how you think about resilience
1: yeah absolutely i think um i don't think it's something we kind of i think we can get better at it but i do believe we're born with it Mm. right i think as a human as part of our whole experience is that resilience is baked in, built into our system. Mm. And even as a toddler and as small children, I watch my youngsters, my, my, and, and they're really resilient in their own way. And I don't think resilience just shows up in massive life events, although it does, it's also in much smaller events. There's a resilience to being a parent, mm. resilience to mm. getting up every day and getting, going to work. Mm. So I wonder, my, my, my thoughts always go to, it's how much we kind of exercise that resilience and how much we give ourselves credit for when something feels impossible, that actually just trusting our inner systems, Mm. that, okay, this might be a bit tougher than the last thing, but Mm. probably going to be okay. But it's always with hindsight, isn't it? Mm. We only notice what it is with the benefit of hindsight. So when you're going through something, it can feel impossible, although you come out the other side.
0: Mm. I think that's interesting you say about... um know, being born with it because i think um you know part about how we show up is about what we're born with Mm. but we are so influenced by how we are shaped by our upbringing i talked with someone yesterday who is really struggling with lots of things at the moment which she recognizes because of her mum's mental health challenges Mm. um and that shapes how she um perceives the world now Mm. and i think with the whole Area of resilience. Actually, you're, you know, your children are resilient, but they've seen you go through all sorts of life's challenges mm. and they see how you deal with it and you're their role model. Yeah. So actually, you expect your young people to be more resilient. And I think that's the nice thing about you know knowing about brain spit elasticity, that we can, even if someone gets to being however old and they're not particularly resilient. They can still develop that yeah. if they are within the right environment to mm-hmm. to nurture that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's just there, isn't it? it mm-hmm. It's within us all. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that mm-hmm. it's just innate. Yeah, it's just a part of our makeup as human beings. It has to be enabled. It has to be enabled, mm-hmm. and I think obviously some people experience and, and test it way more mm-hmm. than maybe others. Um, I don't think that's any consequence of anything being done right or wrong or mm-hmm. different. It's just that the glorious mess that is life. like We just don't know what's coming our way, do we? Yeah. No matter how hard we try to look into the future, mm. I don't know about you, but I can't see what's going into the future. Like, I don't know if I need to be resilient ever again or if it's the rest of my life. Mm. But I do think what's helped me tremendously is knowing that there's always a sense that it passes. But mm. like, I get quite comfort from that, that yes, things have been difficult for the start of this year. And there's a bit of resilience I've had to draw upon mm. But everything changes. And I know, and the interesting paradox, I don't think, is that the minute I started, it will be okay. I know everything changes. Guess what started to happen? <laughs> it started to change. It's this self-fulfilling yeah. sort of um train of thought, mm. this you know, the mind unset from one, you know, mm-hmm. oh, this is really difficult, and just resetting to it's gonna be okay. That sense of it will pass
0: is a really important phrase in that terms of that self-talk. Mm. Um because people just can feel so stuck, yeah. And I mean, it's like anything, isn't it? When you think about bringing up children, or you know, your baby. I remember even my firstborn going through a really, really tricky time with, I don't know it's teething or whatever it might be, yeah. uh, or feeding, or and he just feels like it's just going on forever. And then after he's like, oh, it's only three weeks, <laughs> but and people say it'll it'll get better. And you're like, no, it's never going to get better. Um, and actually, we, but we just need to remember that it will it will pass that sense of um nothing static and but you can be instrumental in terms of either how quickly that passes or maybe it's not gonna pass quickly, but actually how it feels
1: as that experience is, is going on. Yeah. I think it's um as much as a, a, a single thought can create a bit pain and suffering for us I, I see that a single thought can also create some idea of peace and mm. contentment and happiness that actually our thoughts play such a big part of what well, they are our reality mm. what we think is kind of our reality it's through that lens isn't it mm. so i think it it's such an interesting field that it's not as easy as turning negative into positive i think it for me it comes down to noticing what's going on i'm realizing bit by bit that i'm the thinker i'm not the total of my thoughts i am the thinker mm. and that certainly gives you just a different way to handle this resilience part because the beauty of for me the beauty of, sort of this 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 idea of thought is i know there's no one always coming and i can kind of decide the ones i want to believe and put loads of life and time and attention into or just kind of not let them go a little bit and As that plays in resilience, that's been really helpful because I didn't, so what happened earlier in the year, I didn't need to then believe all my thoughts were going crazy, Mm. as you'd expect. Mm. Everything was cut off very abruptly. Um, But I just chose not to buy into my own story Mm. because the truth was, it was a lie Mm. because I'm perfectly capable of getting back up and carrying on. And the minute I went, oh, I'm perfectly capable of getting back up and carrying on, guess what I did? I got back Mm. up and I carried on. And it, it, it put life and time and attention into the right set of thoughts, the right um, mindset, yeah. you know, rather than chasing down that, that negative path, which is why today, even though things are still, we've got still lots of things to overcome, I'm really excited. Like what I'm doing now is just, it's what I've dreamed of for years and years and years. It feels
0: so tell us, so. Can you share? And also you won't
1: well, I share all the
0: details, but share a little bit about your experience in terms of um how you've come to know that you are resilient. And um, because earlier you were um before we hit record, you're making some comments about um you weren't sure you're were resilient until um afterwards when you look back. And mm. I'm I'm curious to know um or hear a little bit more about what you have experienced that has meant that actually, yeah, I can look back and I know that I have got a certain degree of resilience because i got through mm. life's challenges. Yeah, I think,
1: you know, I've, as you as you know, probably some others that maybe listen to this, I, I lost a, a quite a large business so six, seven years ago, and I had been tested before that, but that was probably one of the bigger tests. Now, I'm always really careful when I talk about this, Lisa, as you know, because I don't want to equate that to... Losing someone in your family or a loved one Because I think it's really different Mm. It's such a different set of resilience Mm. So keeping it in the purview of business Mm. Um, Yeah, so that that taught me a lot But what that really showed me Was you don't fall quite as far as you might think Mm. Right? That two things come out for that for me That we're very, very lucky to be in this country Where there is a system in, in place That stops people from falling too far very lucky to have lots of friends and family and the freedoms and ability to go and create again and start the next thing as daunting as that may sound mm. we have the ability to go off and do the next thing um but to talk carry on with answering your question and then obviously and like the rest of us we went into covid and I was involved in another business which I loved as you know with mm-hmm. jokes and um that that went and then I got involved in another business and that came to its end and You can easily fall into the trap of the common denominator, this guy, Mm -hmm. right? And it's very easy to fall into that. But I know that's not the truth. So this idea that I'm becoming more aware of my thoughts, that they're not always true, decided not to buy into that story for myself. I've decided to go, it's just a thing. Mm -hmm. It is just part of this mess that is life. Mm -hmm. And it's all okay. I just need to get back up and go again.
0: And that ability for you to be able to step, I refer to it as your observing sample, mm-hmm. almost being able to step outside and observe the situation objectively mm-hmm. and to know that you have a choice about whether you listen to that narrative, mm-hmm. whether you change that narrative. And People say, well, they don't distinguish between actually their own sort of logical thoughts and just this kind of running yeah. commentary. Yeah. And you sum that up really well in terms of you have a choice about whether you... Listen to you know the fact that I've fallen and a sense of failure and yeah. so on, or actually whether I can use this as something really positive yeah. and um, I can now pursue a different path or yeah. carry on and just do it differently, you know yeah. whatever that might look like.
1: One of the simplest techniques that I've learned to use is um, just interrogation. Mm. So I, I kind of what I call Sherlock Holmes myself. I right? I just interrogate myself around my thoughts, and sometimes that can be done in a split second. Sometimes I might need to sit for ten minutes. But I genuinely will sit and go, huh, is that true, what you're thinking? Mm -hmm. Like, really true. Mm -hmm. Not, not, oh, yeah, it's true, because I said it. No, like, 100%, hand on heart, is that true? And most of the time, my answer is no, it's not (laughs) true. And then I kind of go, well, who would I be if I didn't have that thought? Mm -hmm. Well, I'd be optimistic, hopeful, ready to go, you know, whatever that might be. So I go, am I going to do that then. I just almost ignore the other option and let it just go. Yeah. Do that. Now, that is to give the credit where it's due, that's born out of the work that Byron Katie does. Mm -hmm. So, if anybody wants to investigate that a little bit more, absolutely recommend you go and read um, and listen to Byron Katie, a phenomenal woman. um, And she helps people really unlock so much of themselves and help me know it in all her books and the stuff I've attended. So, but yeah, this interrogation of your own mind. You know, I was thinking it's like sometimes when I'd interrogate the kids, when there's a bit, someone's spilled a drink and no one's saying it's not them. You know, (laughs) I know one of them. I I just interrogate myself. I just.
0: And also just that um, knowing what you have control over and what you don't. Mm. And, you know, you've already commented about, actually, you know, when you, you know, you've got that, you've got choice. But Mm. knowing that actually I can grab this opportunity or I can, um, take control and move forward in mm. this particular way there are things that i can't control mm. you know whether someone has um lost their job or mm. is um struggling whatever aspect of life or work you you can't control that but you can control how you respond to that yeah. and that plays into the whole bit about mindset
1: yeah totally so i i think we can literally control virtually nothing mm. There's this saying, you know, because so much goes on, yeah. with so many variables, and um, none more so than now, right? So much is happening to us all as a, as a you know, humankind mm. that the only thing that we do have any control of is, in, in the way I see it, is what I think about the situation. So the circumstance or the situation has no inherent feeling or purpose to hurt me. It has no, it's just a thing that's happening. So it's how I choose to see that thing through my thoughts. And I can breathe a, a reality of despair and anxiety. Or I can breathe reality and hope and optimism and happiness. Mm. And that is totally down to me. Mm. I can make that. then any human, of all of history, I believe can do that, is that we we live this inside-out world where it's what we, what we think is, is the bit that creates our feelings, not what's going on out here. Yeah right which is a, in this a bit fascinates me um one day you and i are talking more about this so i'd love to get <laughs> your take on it it's how two people can have been in exactly the same situation like you and i right now yeah we know what we're doing mm-hmm. sounds mm-hmm. smells drip everything we're mm-hmm. identical place mm-hmm. yet we're having two really different experiences mm-hmm. because of our thinking is different yeah and that that i just think that's amazing what i like think what a gift so I so I learned all this, and really, it landed like I um, I understood it like I understand gravity, right? Gravity is true. I don't need to do anything about it; it's just true. Yeah. And that's how I feel about this. It's just true. I don't need to believe. It. It's just it is. Mm. And I just got this real sense of what a relief. I'm in more control than I ever thought. Yeah. I can actually change how I feel. Huh? I'd known this twenty years ago. What? You know? And I then I think. What if all of humans knew this mm. how how would the world change if we could understand better mm. how we can change how we feel through what we think i just find that mind-boggling like it's one of life's secrets i think mm. that kind of no one knows and i I fell into it completely
0: but i think that's something that you and i um and i think it's, it's interesting because you mm. you Sort of express that as a it was like a, almost a light bulb moment, but mm. you you do that through your work all the time, and I do that through my work. Mm. And you know, and people are talking to us about was going for them, and we help them see it differently. Mm. And it's opening up people's eyes to the fact that actually there could be a different reality. Mm. That there is no sort of one way of looking at things, mm. and it is shaped. You know, you and I sitting in the same space, like a meter away from each other. Yet our understanding and interpretation of everything going on is being channeled through our previous how many years of yeah. life and experience, and mm. so we have we come at it with very different filters. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think that's, that's quite powerful.
1: It is, isn't it? And isn't it interesting how many people, and it's not their fault. It's mm. a, it's an innocent. Yes. Not even a mistake. It's a, it's an innocence in it that people just don't know what they don't know. Mm that they haven't had have this gift to be able to see that, that you can take very difficult situations in life and, and have a, a, a different experience, which in, so far what's felt to me is nicer. Mm-hmm. It's a kinder experience because I'm realising that I can be kinder to myself. Yes, you know? yeah. And it it just changes everything, not just the business, but just everything with my relationship, with my wife mm-hmm. my kids, my mum, mm-hmm. everybody, mm-hmm. everywhere. And I've noticed it how I turn up. Just with a stranger mm. just turn up in some meeting or meet someone for the first time it just feels different mm. but nicer different, yeah
0: you know. and i think that's why you know resilience is so important because it really underpins yes our success mm. um in terms of work and and life but also uh as a mental health our sense of just feeling good about ourselves and our place in the world mm. um, and i loved what you said because uh, one of the questions i like to ask people about what would I say, you know, if I'd known what I know now, what would I have said to myself 20 years yeah. ago? And I think it's a really good question for people to think, you know, for, fast forward 10 years or 20 years, what advice would I give myself? Mm-hmm. Because often people will say, well, what have you learned now that you would told yourself 20 years ago or something? Um, but actually to fast forward and look back at where I am right now, mm-hmm. what would your advice to you be? Do
1: you know what my advice, the first thing that came to my mind is that, Share openly and freely what what I'm seeing, Mm. what I'm beginning to understand. About yourself? Yeah, about myself and how it's worked for me. Mm. And maybe that gives somebody a glimmer of light, a glimmer Mm. of hope. Might just change their experience. Just even if it's just a fraction, that Mm. has to be better than no change or backwards or more difficult thoughts. So I think I would definitely say to me, just share more openly, tell more people. Because um, it's very easy to fall into the trap of feeling a little bit like, well, who am I to go around telling these sorts of things and these things that I'm sort of discovering and being overwhelmed with these mm. amazing new experiences? Um, and I think my future self would say, stuff it, do it anyway.
0: But I think also doing that not only benefits other people, but it takes a huge amount of pressure off you. Mm. Because when we're showing up being authentic and um, saying actually life feels really hard and this is what i'm what this is what i've tried and it hasn't worked brilliantly and mm. this is what i'm doing and actually that seems to be working at the moment mm. might not work next week um but that sense of just showing up and and being true to who you are yeah. takes it normalizes what a lot of people are feeling right now which people a lot of people too feel too ashamed to to admit mm. um but also it just it, it kind of it, it takes the pressure off of you having to try and look the part or yeah. you know the walk um you know in a certain direction with a certain d- degree of confidence like I know what yeah. I'm doing actually if you get to a moment where you're flailing around and thinking oh, I've just feel really overwhelmed just be able to say that and say it with a sense of you don't have to have someone else solving it it's just this I'm feeling today I know I feel different tomorrow but right now life just feels really hard
1: yeah yeah and then that's okay yeah because the blanket of security is it will change yes and that seeing that coming up above your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And like, I am the thinker, you can see that change. Do you know you said? You gave me a thought, so I can't remember who who this is to attribute it to correctly, but I read a thing that stuck with me. And um it's about a chap says he turns up and all he does is he rains. And he means rain, water rain, R-A-I-N. And he says, and if it lands on fertile soil, mm-hmm. things will grow. If it lands on soil that's not yet fertile, it may be a sea might grow one day. And if it lands on a stone and nothing happens, so what? Mm. And I kind of love that, it really stuck with me. And what, what what I believe he was pointing to was just be you and go mm. in on that. Mm. And that's that's good. Because for some it will, it will do something, for some I could do something half the ones that don't, it's okay. You you know, we're not got any big endeavors to try and change the world, you know, it's like yeah. it's all right, yeah. it's okay. So I love that idea that you would mm. just turn up and rain, just be yourself completely.
0: And how, so I'm always interested as well, that whole notion of um, protecting yourself. Mm. When you're someone who is, you know, you have great empathy for other people. So you're a really good case in point this. So you are, your whole passion in life is about helping other people and supporting mm. other people. But then when you're going through a challenging time, you need to know what your boundaries are, set your boundaries for self-preservation, really, how have you gone around that in terms of that slight shift from "I'm just here to serve other people" to actually "I've got to start serving myself"? Mm.
1: That's a good question. I think I drew up the drawbridge a little bit mm-hmm. recently, um, and I, I think I did cut off some connections for my own health and well-being to let you know, even in this short period the last mm-hmm. or four weeks or so, to just let myself prepare a little. Um, and, and gather myself back up. And I think there's, you know, a lot to be said in, even if you are somebody who genuinely wants to serve, that actually you're right. Sometimes you have to kind of just retreat a little. Mm. Because, what is it they say in the aeroplanes, you you, when the oxygen, you have to put your own They're oxygen on first. Yeah. And I think that's a great sort of a metaphor, mm. isn't it? That, it, yes, I love to serve, but I'm aware that actually I need to serve myself right now. Mm. Because then I won't be able to do anything for anyone else until I sorted me out. Mm. Um and that is the awareness of that, I think, is the the challenge. Is yeah. when's that time come? And I think it's more intuitive for some than others. Mm. Um, I think it's easy to try and serve your way out of it because it's the thing that makes us feel good. I know it's are saying for yeah. you, we feel good about that stuff. So we tend to try and overdo it, but at our own detriment. Yes. You know? So that's an interesting question. I don't know. I know exactly how I can articulate that as yeah. an answer, other than I just have a sense that um, I, yeah. yeah and i
0: think some people who maybe don't have such a good sense mm. aren't so self. i mean you're very very self-aware mm. but some people who aren't it's actually almost building in a self-check yeah. you know when you empathize with someone and you um you know you notice something and you might you know you communicate that you've noticed yeah. And people often then go to right. How can I help you? Mm. And it's actually before the how can I help you stage. There's got to be another bit in there, which is do I have the capacity to help you? Yes. So I've I've noticed I've yeah. fed back. Um, what do I have the capacity? And if not, mm. I can support you in terms of signposting somewhere else, mm. or I can just say, look, I don't have the capacity right now, but I'll I'll have some more next week yeah. or whatever it's. But actually, that self check is. The bit that a lot, a lot of people miss out. Yeah. And as you say, you just push yourself more and more and it feels mm. right and it feels kind of rewarding and it feels true to your values. But yeah. at some point it just comes at that
1: cost. Definitely. I think the, you know, when we start to get those stressful feelings, those anxiety driven feelings, I always think when they start to emerge for me, they're a bit of a warning sign. They're, yeah. the, they're the tap on the shoulder, all check in. Yeah. So I find that that's a good, maybe a way to start to notice that mm. is when I start having thoughts that just feel a bit more painful a bit more oriented towards the negative mm. i always kind of go oh something's changing i, I, I gotta i just need to be aware of it what's happening and just give us even if it's just a fleeting moment of mm. just checking mm. what's going on here and it might it might just be a fleeting moment and you know the next day i'm over it because we're all human and we have mm. up and low days you know such is life but yeah i think that that checking point is a good thing to do because if you can't if if we as people that we do and many other people do serving and helping people if we can't do that for ourselves then we're going to render ourselves completely useless to anyone else and worse of all maybe giving bad help or guidance or advice yes. or or not be there fully yeah. when we should be because we're too up in our own heads mm-hmm. you know it's like um my, my, Michael Neal has said it's like the sort of dials in a car you yeah, know, and just monitoring. I'm sure you've heard that, you know, hitting empty in the fuel gauge. it's like, hang on, hang on, yeah. what's going on? Um, but I think that's good. I think we should all step back. I'm not, I'm not into. You know me. I'm not into hustle culture. I think do less. Mm. Right, go home. Mm. Don't work tonight. Mm. Be with your family or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm completely mm. do less. Go home.
0: And I think it's there's a real balance again that some people struggle with. You know, you talk about drawing at the drawbridge. Mm and to look after yourself, and that's really important, but some people drop that drawbridge uh, for too long <laughs> or yeah. they drop too high and yeah. there's something suddenly stuck on their own yeah. with all this swirling thoughts and it just feels really overwhelming. And so although there's that need to actually pull back and um, create your own space for you, you actually also still have to find mm. ways of reaching outwards, facing out, and connecting with yeah, other people point. so you can get there perspective, mm. um, you know, ability to reframe whatever's going on for you. And actually mm. we know that when your emotional is high and you're feeling more depressed, or more anxious, you know, our thoughts are more negative. So actually mm. to have and the ability to reframe is, is tougher. So yeah. to have someone else being able to reframe for you and turn mm. something that feels quite negative into a positive mm. is really helpful. You need that to help you see the perspective. And also the social, we know that the social connections, those emotional connections. Yeah. By connecting outwards um helps us get out of our own head, and if we're helping other people to some degree, that's good for our own sense oh. of well-being. um So it's, it's getting that balance it's, between kind of stepping on your own island a little bit, yeah. but then knowing actually how long it's okay to be there before you need to go yeah. and be engaged on the mainland.
1: You know, if you are saying that, did it like. occur to me? Is I drove through Drawbridge but in my little castle was my wife, and my children, my mum, my dad, my friends, like you, you know, my other close friends back in Abingdon. And I And I actually, I'm not alone in there. Yeah. And sometimes I think that they lower it for you a little bit. Mm. And they will come and turn hand on a little bit. And I know my wife does, my, my parents absolutely do, my sister. But it, and everyone just lowers it back down a little bit for me as they kind of help you build yourself back up. Mm. Um, and, you know, sometimes you just get a little bit of a... Pushing the back, you know, okay, I'm going again, you know, yeah. because the reality of responsibilities of children and family and life. And they also, that's interesting. I love that idea, but I really saw that as just mm. I just got a load of people with me that mm. are like my inner circle. Like yeah. Real, yeah. You know, people I completely trust that are there with me.
0: And they, and those people also are the ones who, um, again, if you're, you know, some people are great at doing this on their own already mm. in terms of identifying their strengths um and i always remind people about the, the amount of resources that they actually have access to um innately like within them so you know knowing what the strengths are and using those more because we tend to lose sight of those when we're just focusing on what's going wrong mm. and looking at as you said it really well looking at past experience and what have you learned from that mm. so again to reframing past failure into as an opportunity to learn you know have I been defeated or am I going to come back stronger yeah. which is again a choice yeah. um but that sense of having people around you to, to remind you about what your strengths are and remind you how you got through challenges in the past mm. you know what you learned from that what you learned didn't work mm. all that makes a huge yeah. difference
1: totally agree And I think you know there's there's a bit of a difference for me in between sort of the internet and, and my intellect my mind my, my, my brain mm. working to try and solve the problems or get me back out there it, sort of in comparison to this sort of inner like you're pointing towards this inner wisdom that mm. we all actually have most like it is it built in it's just kind of there mm. if only we'll just shut up enough to ever hear it <laughs> right and I think when we retreat that yeah. it creates that bit of quiet to actually start hearing what we naturally know mm. is this sort of I, I like to call it its inner wisdom I think every human got this this depth where they know what to do, Mm. but it's the intellect desperately trying to, and the ego desperately trying to solve everything and create a story. And it's like the ego grips on for dear life to be in control of us, doesn't it? And then there's this other part, you know, some people might refer to it as a spiritual soul. They might Mm. refer to it in a sort of religious manner. Mm. I don't know, but I see it as wisdom. Mm. Um, And it's just, I think it's there. I think we've all got it. I don't think anyone's particularly more special than anyone else. It's just, it's just whether we let it come, whether we let it use it or not.
0: Right? And, to, and for it to come, you need the space. So exactly that's required. what we—that's what we don't ever yeah. give ourselves. So even when we're not going through a particularly challenging time, we are just—it feels like enduring normal life at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of the things I keep saying to counsellors working with who are keep adding on layer and layer and layer of this is another thing we're going to try and another thing. It's like, just strip it right back and go back Mm. to basics. And as you say about doing less, have more space, have more space, you know, in your diary between meetings, have space on your genders at meetings, you know, just create space where you can just sit and process Mm. and percolate all your thoughts or just let your mind wander and then just see what comes to mind. And if we did that more, then people would be
1: able to use their inner wisdom and,
0: and, you know, it's it's there, but people yeah. just aren't accessing
1: it. So it's this, this ability to create, isn't mm. it? It's like, you know, I've got one of my clients right now, and you know her really well. She'll mm. probably know I'm, I'm speaking about her. But there's this, bless her, there's always this, oh, this frenetic, mm. so much, and she has got a lot to do. And I think I'll be clear, I'm not telling people to stop doing stuff. Yeah. I'm talking to what your point is. There has to be a slowing down, because actually all creativity comes yeah. when we slow down. And that's not me making that up that's in evidence when i go for a long walk like many people do we mm. tend to have really wonderful experiences mm. we tend to slow it all down and good things come mm. we have a you know you go for a little afternoon nap i don't know good things come some people meditate pray yoga mm. whatever that is that's where the creative nature mm. of us all mm. comes through in this slowing mm. so when i'm saying don't hustle don't do i'm not if you don't not saying don't do work I mean, we have yes. to do work what I'm saying is exactly what you're pointing at. is just huh, slow it down. Yeah. Give yourself a chance. Yeah. Right. You may have to do this with 500 things on it. Why don't you just do two of them for now? Mm. Be okay with that and mm. give yourself 20 minutes to reflect and see what comes mm. next for you. Mm. You know, and the the paradox for me is when people and I've done this and people do this, that I see is that. All the benefits seem to be so much greater they seem to be calmer and happier and the very tangible business benefits seem to be greater and more um and more of a growth orientation yes. right yeah so all the freneticism that most people go through stops everything they're working for mm. I And mean, that's how i see it, and that's how i've experienced it
0: i couldn't be more and that mm. when you've got someone who's frenetic leading a team and then everyone you know we mirror each other our behavior mm. and consciously yeah. or unconsciously if you've got someone buzzing around albeit full of positive like excited ideas and so on but that sense of um, energy if it's too frenetic and then it ends up you know the rest of the team end up mirroring that you can end up having this <laughs> team of people who are just <laughs> so you know wired their emotional yeah. arousal is so high yeah. that they end up just being really unproductive yeah. and As you say you have to just be able to take that step back and that's and i think that's where people need to be um a bit more aware still of their early warning signs that the emotional is beginning to go up so you know great questions for people to ask themselves actually how do i want to feel at work and um you know what do other people need from me at work and when you start asking and answering questions like that so well actually at work i want to feel in control and I want to feel um, you know calm and I want to feel confident and so on and actually what do other people need from me well actually they, they need me to be calm and yeah. in control and confident great so what behaviours are we going to see well actually and, and they can start to unpick it and say well actually that's not how I'm behaving at the moment so it's almost like it's the wake-up call that yeah you're not doing the right things that are right for you
1: or your team yeah absolutely and you're working against yourself in that yeah, way aren't yeah. you you know it's, I think it's racing drivers that say there's um you go slow to go smooth yes. to go fast. yeah and I think that's extremely true in life you know we I just don't believe humans we were we were built for this the way that we are now in 2023 this crazy amount of um, media that comes to us every day the, mm. all the bings and pings and just the amount that we have to do as human beings is quite insane mm-hmm. actually and mm-hmm. probably more so than it ever has been in all of history that that ability one of i think one of the biggest strengths any organization or leader can do now is do less yeah is to find that peace, is to be at home at five o'clock is to go for whatever it is that works exactly what you're saying is to just do less because that's where their creativity will shine mm-hmm. that's where they and, and that modeling piece is it's like with our children, isn't it? We mm-hmm. talked about it over a bit of lunch. Mm-hmm. It's like we've got to be careful what we model to our children because mm-hmm. they're bound to copy us. Yeah. Right. You know, I might have once said a slightly naughty word by accident in front of my five-year-old, and then he said it. Yeah. You know, but they just model. And we have to, I think, be a little aware of that. Mm-hmm. And but it gets us to more aware for mm-hmm. ourselves if we're thinking i'm doing this for my children that's cool because it means we are doing it for you too yeah you know
0: and also i think that whole modeling i actually wrote on linkedin this morning about um role modeling Absolutely. and actually how you know i, I speak to so many people about who worry about you know they're not very good with customers or they're not very good at organizing themselves whatever it might be and you start asking them, well who do you work with who's good at that oh so it's brilliant mm. so what do they do Well, they do it like this and, um, oh, but it's okay for them because they're really, really confident they just know what they're doing. Or do they really go and ask them? Yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh no, this is really, at least yeah. I think what I'm really no, not behind those. No, things. No. And it's a sense of relief. And yeah. like, actually, you know, think about, once you think about how you want to be, how you want to show up, who you admire in that space, mm-hmm. um, who already is doing more of that, and learn from them. Mm-hmm. And either whether it's just observing, listening, um, you know, going and speaking to them, ideally feeding back to them mm. because it raises their awareness as well you can normalize um the reality that the, is the disconnect often between what you see on the outside the yeah. and what's going on underneath. you know it's just but that requires that space for people to be able to learn from each other yeah. rather than it's heads down i've got to get through this enormous list of stuff to do yeah
1: absolutely i have a real problem with to-do lists i think i wrote a uh, a post about it I really struggle with the whole idea mm. of to do lists. and um for those people who are cringing at listening right now I have reminders and I just for me I don't set myself up with this vast list of things mm. to do it just how I see it it's just a reminder of all things I'm not getting done mm. and then I feel like I've got to do some work on my to-do list so whatever I or anyone puts time and attention into mm. guess but what grows <laughs> wherever you put time Yes. T- yeah so I'm like, oh, I can't. But you know, and I always caveat this stuff. That doesn't mean I don't want to do things. I don't yes. want certain things. I'm yeah. just happier, happier yeah. that they come to me more naturally. Mm. That that I'm wise enough mm. that when it occurs to me to do that thing, it's probably the right time to do that thing. um Now, again, I'm always trying to caveat everything I'm saying. Like it's interesting, isn't it? Because I know there's people like there saying the counter that might have to do this in very specific things. That's not what I'm pointing to. I just yeah. think. Generally, more, almost more metaphorically, mm. this massive list that we will create for ourselves mm. just seems painful. Yes, I,
0: and 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 there are some who will have that they have still their list. Yeah, but I'm a classic, and Natalie, if you're listening, I apologise. But every week we we'll have our meeting, yeah. and um, I'm like, yeah, I haven't done that, and I haven't done that, and I haven't done that. Yeah. Uh, all the stuff I'm, I'm supposed to be doing, and mm. this is supposed to be is what I've decided I'd quite like to do. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about doing it i know it'll be really good for me and really good for my business but actually i just haven't got time to do that yeah. because i'm doing busy doing work with clients which actually is the way it should be but you, it doesn't stop you giving yourself a hard time for not crossing it up off your list yeah. so i'm i'm with you on that sense of it's about self-compassion and thinking going back to your values like what why am i doing yeah. what i'm doing yeah. i'm doing what i'm doing because i want to make a difference with companies mm. and, and so on and that's exactly what I'm doing yeah. so it doesn't matter that I'm not doing stuff on my steel
1: yeah. list oh, I absolutely agree I think it's um it, it's just a it, it's almost just seems like for me for many people it just sets them up to be in pain mm-hmm. right and I, uh, I can imagine loads of people go no it does I'm absolutely fine thanks Dave and I get that right yeah. I'm not saying I'm right and everyone else is wrong like ever I think exactly what you said earlier Lisa it's just there's another way there's another thing to look at life in business, mm. right? That we are uh, bombarded so much, are around very conventional learnings that over time we all believe, no matter yeah. what, right? And then when people turn up who don't quite see it that way, we kind of well, that's it. You're never going to be a success then. We'll firstly, define success. Yeah, yeah. Start there. But and I'm like, well, that's not necessarily true. We're not again. I've never said anyone's wrong, and I'm right. I'm just saying this is another way. It's just another a point of view. It's just another way to have a nicer experience of life in business. Yeah. And I love your idea of you know letting yourself off. It's like a um, a royal pardon, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's like I'm gonna exercise the the king's yeah. ability to let me off today yeah. because do you know what I just don't want to do it. Mm. I want to go and play yeah. Guns and Soldiers with my boy. Like, yeah. I'd rather yeah. do that right now yeah. than write a blog. Thanks. Yeah. And I'm okay with it now. Yeah. Took me a long time.
0: And there'll be some people who go, well that's all very well for you because yeah. you've just got the flexibility. But actually, with the way people work now, people can spend an hour in certain professions you can't, but if people choose to be more creative with their time, they might have the flexibility to be able to spend an hour with their kids after nursery, after school or whatever, and then you catch that hour up somewhere else. But I think it's almost challenging people, and particularly on the back of something happening in life that feels quite challenging and tests your resilience, Actually, what's your path going to be going forward? Mm. And I might have had a certain path planned out that I thought I was going to take. Um, and resilience, I think comes from that awareness that that path is actually going I'm starting off on that path that's going in that mm. direction, but I'm fully open to the fact that it's probably going to deviate somewhere. Yeah. I'm anticipating loads of roadblocks but I'll get past them. um I might be able to anticipate what some of those are and mm. so predict how i'm going to get past them but it's that sense of expecting change and rather than expecting perfection rather you know some people get totally. like should so i go back to the oh, goals yeah. thing like listen yeah. actually yeah. is my goal this and i've got to just get there by doing mm. going on this route because you set yourself up for failure and i think that really tests people resilience yeah
1: we well, know me i have a bit of a thing around goals i've, yeah. I've written about it a few <laughs> times i know i talked to you about it and, Sometimes it can be met with well, a bit of, but you're so right, this is how I see it too, is typically a goal says it's going from A to B. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what we've got to do is build this perfect road and mm-hmm. all the steps and this reverse engineering that goes on. And, and then it doesn't allow for any difference. And I'm not going to start anything until I know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'll just assume everything will happen mm-hmm. and I'll hit my goal, go me. But you're right, That that is very seldomly the case. And even if it is the, the case, it's, for me, it's people throwing their happiness and contentment into the future. I'll only be happy when. Yes. I'll be content when. And then when they get there, they go, oh, better set some more goals then. So I'll be happy when. And it's like, well, to your point, why can't we just be on a road that we've built you know, a few yards in front of us and know that, it's going to be windy. A car's going to come and maybe cut me up. Mm. You know, someone's going to take me off my path, but I can get back up. All these crazy things that mm. are in life. Because they do. Yeah. And just keep building the path. So when I talk about this in sort of organisations or anywhere, okay. I refer to it as setting your compass. Mm. That you set a direction of, um, depending on the business, but typically somewhere between exciting, challenging, fun. Mm. And you try and set your compass and you go... But when you set a compass, like when they navigate, they're always ready to turn and change yeah, and yeah. get back on track another way, or they might just stop for a minute and mm. go again. But it then allows them, anyone to, or well, certainly for me, it allows me to be happier in yeah. the process. It allows me to feel quite successful in my process mm. because success isn't tied to getting to the end. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think Michael Neal says it best. He said, um, chasing goals is like slapping yourself in the face repeatedly until you realize you get to the end and you might can stop and i'm like i oh, just get that so much because it's so it just feels so painful to me right and you know i um it may sound a bit fluffy and hip, i don't know but i genuinely want to be happy uh mm. i am happy but i want to be happier in my experience of life in business i want to feel more gratitude more contentment mm. in my day-to-day um and i want to do that because it it links to modelling it for my children. Yeah. It links to the positivity that people get from me when I'm around them or anyone. It links to how I have relationships yeah. and conversations with them. You know, it just feels better to me. Like, yeah, I
0: think that's why, you know, in terms of resilience, when you when you live your life and you find the right role in, in work that fits, you know, really delivers on that sense of meaning and purpose and fits your values... And you're doing this stuff day in day out that makes you feel good mm. about what you do and who you are and the contribution you're making. Actually, that that builds your resilience. Yeah. Not often people talk about you know, how do I become more resilient. And yes, you can have it's you know, self care and it's boundaries and it's social connection mm. and all this stuff. But actually, just it's it's sometimes just going back to those. um Yes, yeah, so I'm just going back to the basics, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not rocket science. Um and trusting it, right? And trusting it.
1: Trust that it's there. I think if you can get to this point of understanding that it's built into mm. you, it's a part of your mm. structure, who you are as a human being. Mm-hmm. It's always available to you. It's just you may not need it. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, you you sort of people land themselves in water. They can typically find a way to swim, but they don't mm. have to be the best swimmer in the world, but they can find a way mm. or I don't think of metaphors that kind of yeah, work yeah, with yeah. that. But do you know what I mean? And don't think it's anything that anyone. Do you know what? Don't test it because it feels like that would be quite hurtful. But if you can trust that it's available to you, if you can trust that when you need it, it will show up. Mm. And it probably has shown up. You just have never recognised it for resilience. You might have put it down to something else. You know, a lot of people, mistakes or confidence and courage. Mm. You know, I've got to be confident to do something. Well, no, you just need some courage, actually. And if you look at someone's life, they've got courage everywhere. Mm. But it gets misrepresented in ourselves. Mm. And we kind of miss our own abilities Mm -hmm. a little bit. And then um, we, we don't think that we're able to do things. The classic one is where people say that they're not creative yeah no it's because they can't draw a picture i can't draw a picture for love no money but mm. i'm really really creative and mm. i as is everybody yeah. every human being has yeah. the ability to create yeah we create with our words mm. brilliant go us and it's ben. and it's then
0: finding what sparks that like yeah. how you use that and i think you know actually checking some people do struggle more with certain skills and actually it's worth someone's struggling to feel resilient Mm -hmm. and um you know maybe they are feeling a bit stuck it's actually checking that they do have you know maybe they don't they struggle to reframe and so on Mm you can do that for them but actually checking that they have the problem solving skills like Mm -hmm. check they have the ability to plan the direction they're going to go in next Mm -hmm. or because we take some of this stuff for granted because most of us have the ability to do some problem solving, mm. but there'll be some people who just struggle with certain aspects more than others. And yeah. you know, we're increasingly coming across people whose brains work differently as neurodiversity increases yeah. in the workplace. So we've got to stop taking it for granted that everyone yeah. has the skills to be able to connect socially and emotionally yeah. with other people, to be able to learn from them, or to be able to express. Their worries or their difficulties yeah. and um to be able to problem solve and you know it's all the stuff that we can't take for granted
1: yeah.
0: actually we need to just check that out sometimes
1: yeah absolutely you know what came up for me there is thinking about how expectations are always really at play mm. the resilience can often be your expectations of yourself and others can be quite high and you need to you know we have to exercise some resilience inside of that mm to um monitor how we're feeling against our own expectations personally i've tried to get rid of expectations i haven't cracked it but i'm working on it Mm. too because i've just felt that it's it it's most of the time never met personally or others and then to me there just seems that there's only two outcomes there's disappointment and or meh nothing yeah because well it was my expectation you should have done that Mm -hmm. so if i write an amazing blog you know, and i kind of get to it and I go that's amazing uh, well i expected it i should have mm. rather than going wow that was really good mm. you know well done mm. um so i think for the powers that that sort of have resilience plays with that you know personally for individuals they're probably fighting their own expectations quite a lot yeah and mustn't underplay how resilient they probably are to yeah. dealing with that every day
0: and, it, and it's and it's it's recognizing where it starting from because yeah. i know Yes, there was some conversation with someone who had achieved a huge amount actually in the mm. last week. Um, and I was really excited, I was like b- bouncing up and down, going, Oh, this that sounds so amazing. She was just really flat. Yeah. And so we just unpicked that. I was like, mm. you're saying, yeah, I'm pleased. But it's not, it's not matching your body language. So what is going on? Yeah. And her response was, um, well, everybody else does this. All the time, this it's like normal for everyone else. So, why sad. am I so hopeless? I was like, it's a, oh, oh, hang on, yes. it's like actually, you know, we all go through moments where if only we could be like everyone else, that's our narrative. Yeah, um, I'd be fine. Why Why can't I just do that? Well, because you can't, what you know, whether it's something going on externally in life, whether it's something going on internally, your own mental health, or um, whatever. And it's like, actually, forget comparing yourself to everyone else, yeah, you look where right. you were three weeks yeah. ago and look at where you are now. Totally. And and we talked, we had a I was using a um an idea of a ladder and and she's climbed up five rungs in the last the week. And you're like and then she's like oh yeah. So and then it, it clicked. I was like, I'm just gonna reach for the next rung. Yeah. So her only expectation is to know what the next rung is yeah and just to think about what am I going to do to potentially start going up there. Yeah. There's no goal when I see her next, she hasn't got a got there she you know what will happen happens exactly. but it's just how in that sense i'm going up this ladder and actually i have i have got
1: off the ground and it's your ladder do you remember yeah. i remember sitting here endless hours with you mm-hmm. and you'd always lead with all the stuff that was going wrong or felt challenging to yes. you you tell me all of that yeah and then at the end of it you go oh i've just started work with this massive client and i'm like be lead with that Lee? Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. But don't we all go yes. there, right? Yes. It's yes. our nature, isn't it? Yes. That your expectation was you should do that. Therefore, huh? Meh. Yeah. And yes, you became yes, yes. the, the bottom of all this, rather than guess what? Yeah. And I think that's just so common, and I think that plays into this idea of letting ourselves off a little bit. And but
0: we are just innately very self-critical, aren't we? Because yes. We focus on the what's going wrong, and I yeah. think that's why it's really important that we have those moments to stop. And you know, when I've seen the companies. Um, working really well where they create the space to they actually this is what I'm really grateful for for mm. these people in the team, or this is what I've noticed that they're doing really well. Um, or Thank you, so-and-so for helping me, or whatever it is, yeah. but actually doing more of the positive stuff. Yeah. Because that's what builds people and that's it what is. builds that connection and that yeah. trust and that sense of team. And again, you've got so many managers scrapping like going, how do I get my team to come together? And mm. and he like actually just goes back to having space. Mm-hmm. having the space, have the great conversations, work on people's strengths in terms of highlighting what they are yeah. and let each other do that. Because by the way, you can go through these different assessments and so on. There are loads of assessment tools out there. But if you just want to start, start yeah. by asking, you know, what would so-and-so say about you? What three things would yeah. they say about you positive? Yeah. Or if you've got those people in the room, actually telling each other. Yeah.
1: And it, it brings it to life, mm-hmm. doesn't it? So what we're thinking, if we then put it into words, it brings it to life, Yeah. not only for us, but for everyone around us. So yeah. if we continue to take negativity mm-hmm. and breathe mm-hmm. life through mm-hmm. our words and our actions into that, that's all we'll ever have mm-hmm. then, right? Time and attention equals growth. Mm -hmm. That's all will happen. So, you're you're so right that if people can find a way, even in just one moment, to just break away and look at the positive and then speak to it, it brings everyone up. Mm -hmm. It brings you up and them up. And then the feeling changes, typically nicer. And then, guess what people want to do? They want to do it more. Mm -hmm. Oh, this feels nice. This Mm -hmm. is better. Oh, I'll do more of it then. And then, time and attention shifts. So, then it grows. Right, and it sounds easy, and you know, I because I think it actually is. It's just yes. that makes it really bloody hard, right? Because our own thinking gets so in our way that we can't stop deciding how bad we are or something to actually see. No, we're really good at something else, and maybe I should just focus on that. Mm. Right, I am terrible at project management. I know that. I don't care about details. Fact mm. that have that world. I don't care. Mm. But I know I'm really good. Put me in a conversation. Put me in the room with some people mm. to talk and have really big conversations, and love it mm. and enjoy it and bring value. That's where I'm good. Yeah. Right. And I don't need to worry about the other stuff. Who yeah. cares? So I can't project manage. Who? Ca- I just don't care about it. Yeah. Done. Over. I'm going to just focus here because yeah. this is what I do. This is what I love.
0: And and you're clear about that, and also you're clear about the fact you want to succeed. Mm. And I think that's one of the also the differences in terms of resilience is that when you get knocked down it's that ability to think actually I don't want this doesn't feel right for me mm. I don't want to be here actually I'm okay being just feeling a bit crap for a yeah. while because I'm just wallowing in at a minute because it does feel really rubbish yeah but I know I don't stay here for very long yeah. though I'm going to do something I've got the motivation and I might not know what I'm going to do mm. but I've got the drive to say I need to do something because I can
1: get myself out of this. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it sounds about a bit too cheesy, but I feel successful now Mm. because I get up every day and I get to work on something I've wanted to do Mm. for a long, long time and it feels right and it feels good and I engage in it all day and I just love it. And and again, (laughs) at the risk of being really cheesy... I genuinely love it when I can help someone. Mm. Right? I, I get a real buzz. As I know many people do, I'm sure you do. Mm. You know, we're those types of people. And that makes me feel amazing. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to, for me, that definition of success is I'm just doing what I want to do. It doesn't, I don't mm. care about the money, that will come, whatever mm. that will be, whatever mm. it's going to be. I've got my direction set me and mike and bless him he's coming along for the ride with me because he quite likes to yeah. plan right so i know he's <laughs> having to pull back a little bit and i'm having to come forward a little yeah, bit we, yeah. we just plan a little bit for but not much um and we're just trusting that this will just take us wherever we need to go mm. and wherever it takes us will be the right place because we can only be in the right place at the right time yeah. there's kind of no other thing is there yeah do you know what I mean? so yeah. yeah
0: and having that and having our faith in that is is hugely powerful mm. and i think more people had the courage Mm. to be able to trust that if they do what feels right, they're making positive difference, they're moving forward, they've got other people alongside, then actually you can't really go wrong and you open yourself up to amazing opportunities. Whereas if you've just got your head down, heading in one direction, you just shut off everything. And I think it's that comes back to that sense of community. And I know some, you know, through your... Tribe, yeah, yeah um, that's true. all about community, yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think on that point, it you know, as soon as I made this shift, and it started, and we're talking weeks, aren't we? As soon as I made that shift, the serendipity of you emailing me going, Hi Dave, do you want to come and do a podcast? Like, uh, seriously, <laughs> like universe opening yeah, up, yeah. And then I've had so many people come to me and go, Should we I'm seeing see you for it's mm-hmm. just these brilliant doors opening everywhere mm-hmm. because it's I'm in the right place, yes. Right, yeah. so I trust that everything will come. I know the 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 money will come because it's a byproduct of just me turning up yeah. eventually. Yeah. Right, I know that me and Mike will be successful because we haven't defined it. Whatever we do will be yes. successful. Yeah. Whether we make, you know, um we help ten people or ten thousand, yeah, it's still huge. Yeah. So. We're not tied into definitions and strict ideas of where we're headed, mm. um, which I think you know you you've very kindly mentioned tribe there, uh, which is something I'm trying. I am building in um, for smaller businesses who are, you know, probably one person business or been going for a few years and just a little bit stuck. And it's a virtual group though, just in the process of starting and um, looking for my founding members mm-hmm. to help me sort of steer it and get yeah. in the right direction. But it's there to. A, provide some coaching and look into some of these different concepts mm. to look into these um, different ideas of the world mm. um, and how people can create a slightly nicer experience for themselves, as well as some really good, solid, old-school, practical help on how to create a client, how to handle certain things. Yeah, yeah. You know, because as much as we, we love all that we believe in people create themselves, I still know there's a vein that has to happen of yeah. practical help which we've got in space yeah. me and mark so really are excited to try mm. um, it's going to be a wonderful community it's it's price to name that uh, to make it accessible yeah. for smaller businesses and organisations and yeah I'm looking forward to getting that going actually
0: and the thing i love about as, as well as that um you're also doing masterminds
1: yeah we've got a mastermind group as well which is
0: for people who have a bit more experience yeah
1: so typically probably got some staff but not mandatory but have the resources to invest into themselves and are able to take some time Mm -hmm. um to to spend in the mastermind
0: and i think they're really valuable in terms of resilience as well because when you're you've got a bit more experience there's always that um I think the sense can come really quickly that you should know what you're doing yeah, and then you don't see the potential setbacks or you go through experience a setback and you see it's as a failure and mm. you know, all that kind of critical self-talk and comparison and all that mm. stuff happens that really can knock our sense of confidence and resilience. And I think having people who you can challenge you and who can mm. help you do a lot of the stuff we've been talking about today um, and who can also challenge just traditional ways of doing business, yeah, yeah. which a lot of us, you know, when we're setting up business, think you're supposed to do this, that, and the other. You know, when I started out and it was thinking about I've got to have a business plan, I've got to do this, and there's a sense of relief when you said no, you don't. You <laughs> I was like, feel that was a fit. Um, but having, you know, having permission to actually shape what you want to do mm. that fits who you are, yeah. builds resilience because then it 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 sits more comfortably. It's it's shaped around what's important to you yeah and then it feels less effort so Absolutely. I think that's gonna add huge value. Yeah
1: and I think with the mastermind as well there's it's it's, it's commitment right mm. I think commitment's really important yeah. and that plays a big part in my life to so that does for many of us. But I think when people commit not just financially but they commit in their time and their mm. expertise they commit in their skills and the commitment to share and hold each other up in a group. I think that's where the magic really, really happens in a mastermind group or any group where the people become so committed to each yeah. other that they they care enough to be there mm. to, to support each other mm. through the good and the bad. Um and you now the mastermind is is a face-to-face as well. Mm. So it brings people into a room for a day where they get to they get some coaching and we get all this really cool, interesting stuff mm. where we challenge them. Um, because most of the time, I have to say a lot, some people in business aren't often challenged. No. They're not often kind of tested in their thinking. And I, I think a lot of them sort of leaders are quite aware of that, mm. that they end up sometimes with yes people mm. around them. Mm-hmm. And I get that, right? Mm-hmm. But this would challenge that this, this tests you a little bit. This this isn't the stuff you want to hear, this is the stuff you probably should hear. Yeah. you need to hear. Yeah. So we go there and we, we get in, and we dig in, but we also give them a form to present whatever they like. But mm. um, no, this is this is new, right? Same as tribe. We've been literally just launched these me and Mike, in the last day or so in the process. So, so I'm lucky you now I'm desperate to want to meet founding members, people who want to come and join me on this great journey, mm. um, and and be a part of it. Um because one thing's for sure, it'll be really really interesting. It's gonna be interesting it will be. and it won't be like anything else that's available right now.
0: Mm. Yeah but, and I, and I and I can bachelor just knowing you as a I say as a coach but you and I've always had a conversation that the term coach doesn't really sum you up no so um, <laughs> yeah. we need to find a better better name um but that sense of actually you approach the whole role of coaching in quite a different way mm. which is very much about starting with the people what's right yeah for them and uh, you just have quite a unique take on it yeah. which I think is um adds real value and you do ask some quite different questions Um, (laughs) which is good so if so what i often ask people at the end of Mm -hmm. um these podcast conversations is what would they like leaders to be doing differently and actually i want to ask you before i ask you that is about what anyone who's listening as an individual so just thinking about themselves right now Mm -hmm. um rather than other people in their teams or their organization what would what piece of advice what things would you say right from listening to this, go and do X, Y, and Z, because this will help you in terms of your resilience.
1: Quiet down, mm-hmm. do whatever it is that allows you to quiet down mm-hmm. and start to get, it sounds a bit crazy, but get beyond your intellect and start to see that your resilience is built in, mm-hmm. that you have it regardless. You may not use it every day. You may never hope you need to use it, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And I think when people can quieten their mind enough to see beyond the noise of the thoughts, there's so much more available to us. Mm. There's so much more in there. And it takes a little bit of self work. It takes a little bit of being prepared to go deeper Mm -hmm. to to be a bit of vulnerable to yourself. And my experience is it certainly happened for me. It happens to a lot of people I've worked with. There's a bit of an earthquake as you start to mess with their beliefs and their idea and yeah. their identity mm. right and as you start to do that it can feel quite frightening and shaky mm. but the good news is the earthquake stops and then what comes out is something amazing mm. and it becomes really fresh mm. and new mm. and you know they're they're the, you know the phrase i can't unsee that yes that applies yeah. so once you you see this and you have those insights in and it and it, you experience it it doesn't go back yeah it's just there yeah right and it, yeah so that i think i can't digress slightly there but yeah i think i
0: think the earthquake idea is really powerful actually and two people i speak to yesterday clients said that over the last well one yesterday a guy I was working with uh burst into tears in, in the middle of our session mm. uh which he's never done before uh and then after, he's like oh, I feel so much better because yeah. he had he had, he got to that point of almost that was the earthquake for him in terms of wow I just I, and his words were we've just literally hit the nail on the head yeah and the relief of it is like oh, mm-hmm. now I can start yeah. now I can leave that behind and move forward and actually someone else I spoke with said mm-hmm. she spent last a day last week um she said I just I don't know what happened but she said I just spent most of the day crying and she said... I just, and she used the word residue. She's like, it's just, I got rid of all the residue that I'm carrying around. It's like, I got to the bottom and it's like, now I feel so much better. I'm just moving forward. And I think there's a real sense of not being scared by that and not being, not thinking, my gosh, I'm really emotional and that's a really bad place. Actually, I'm just expressing all this sense of. Pent up stuff that I've yeah. been carrying around for such a long time. It's that sense of relief, like you said earlier yeah. on. but yeah. When you arrived here, yeah, I feel so much lighter. I just yeah. feel so much at ease, and just yeah. it's that sense of relief we have
1: when so we, we put all that down. That's because you're really, really good at what you do, Lisa. Yeah. You are exceptional at what you do, so I'm not surprised people have those reactions right. at all.
0: So, advice,
1: for <laughs> well, a leader. You couldn't take that compliment. <laughs> going to no, no, no. thank
0: you very much though. so advice for leaders so listen to this and thinking okay i need my i'm concerned about individual members of my team or i'm concerned about i just want to build the resilience of the team as a leader what can they be doing
1: i think first thing comes to mind is look to the positive positive in all your team is it, it start there rather than trying to teach everyone the things that they're not very good at actually hone in on the things they're great at mm. and and Maybe they need a little bit more guidance, but let, let them off their leash a little. Let mm-hmm. them go and be good at what they're good at. There seems to be a propensity to when someone's bad at something, we must teach them more. All right, no, forget it. If they're not good, they're not... let yeah. them be the best that they could be in their lane. Mm-hmm. Um, and allowing people to find their resilience by not solving everything for them. Yeah. It's like our kids, isn't it? Where we we have to let them do some things. You can watch them climb a tree and go, ah. But I know if they have a little tumble or Mm scratch knee or something, that's probably the best thing Mm -hmm. because it just helps them understand it. And I think that's the same in business and leaders is don't, it is set them up to succeed, but then let them go. Yeah. Let them go. And if they do make a mistake or get something wrong, don't berate them. Don't get on at them. Just Mm -hmm. pick them back up and set them off on another direction. Mm -hmm. Just reset the compass and, you know, I'm sure there's many leaders who are amazing at that sort of stuff, who, you know, excel at that, yeah. um, as much as there are people who just don't.
0: But that's such a valuable lesson, and I think a lot of people, which really undermines resilience, is trying mm. to set people up so perfectly that they can, this is exactly how you're supposed to do this, you can go up and do it and you get it right, rather than letting people find it for themselves. Yeah. And people do it out, you know, they have the right intention, and... Um, but actually people don't work out for themselves how to do stuff. Yeah. And along that way, they experiment, they get it wrong, yeah. they learn from it. They just find out better ways of doing it. If they don't do that for themselves, how do you build resilience? Exactly. And I think some managers just miss that mm. in, in the sense of just trying to protect people. It's not protecting yeah. people.
1: Protecting people to protect themselves, yeah. right? Probably because they're under scrutiny from the yeah. and even, and yeah. ever higher up. So I think yeah. that probably has to roll down as a cultural mm. thing that our whole organisation is on board with yes. this idea yeah. that, you know, that people can be let to go and yeah. create their stuff, that failure isn't a negative. It's just, we've just found a way not to do something and what's yeah. what's next, yeah.
0: right? It reminds me of a conversation actually I actually had with, um, on this podcast with Graham Valentine, uh, about yeah. leadership, yeah. and that sense of, you have your umbrella which can protect your team, mm. but actually there's something that umbrella's going to go. Yeah. And then you have the, the reality, yeah. and actually unless you skilled at people to be able to cope, mm-hmm. You're not doing them any favours long term. Yeah.
1: And then yeah, that really plays into the managers and any leaders, you actually work for your team. They don't work for you. You work for them. You've got to do everything, I believe, everything you can to give them the best experience of work and, mm-hmm. and life and as you possibly can. Final question. Go.
0: This is my blind question okay. from David Saab. Oh. Who do you know David Saab? Know of him? Thames Valley Chamber of Commerce, yeah. most awesome guy. Uh, how would you describe your spiritual journey?
1: Wow. When he, when he asked me that question, good I was like, one, David, a good uh, one, David. So um, well, my spiritual journey has been quite long, in a sense, because um, I've, I've grown up in a Christian household. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a Christian. I, I go to church and actively involved in my local church. Um, so that spiritual side of me there although I had a little lull for a decade or so, it's reasonably mm. high in my priorities in my life. But I think going beyond the religious side, my spiritual side of this new understanding mm. has changed me profoundly. The, these moments of what I would call tiny enlightenment moments, little insights, little moments of like, oh, wow, mm. you know, that they have changed me profoundly and continue to do so as I see the world differently, mm. as I understand the truth of how I'm operating and how Mm. everyone's operating and that spiritual journey such a good question Mm. I think it's brought me to a place of much more softness kindness not so worried about what I do or don't look like Mm. physically Mm. as I portray myself Mm -hmm. or not I think I've just found a way that I trust that everything's just going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like I have this real deep sense of whether, whether that's God for me or just in myself, mm-hmm. this sort of inner wisdom I was talking about, that it's just going to be all right. And if it's not, I know it will change. Yeah. So I think that's such a good question. It's a lovely
0: question. Yeah, what
1: an amazing... Yeah, well done, David.
0: And and I love that love in that. terms of, you know, spirituality is, is not about the church nice. it's about those um you know i know a lot of people would, who talk about that that sense of awe and wonder in terms of just how you know we are as a society yeah. and how the difference we can make and just that sense of perspective for me it's when i'm standing on top of a mountain that's yeah. how insignificant i am yeah, yeah. in the big picture and yeah yes but, yeah, so, but as, as long as everyone has that sense of perspective and um mm. just seeing the the beauty that you know appreciating what's
1: around you yeah. yeah it's like we kind of all deep down somehow whether it's God or not doesn't matter mm. whatever you do or don't believe it it's we all kind of know that we're connected to something so much bigger mm. than ourselves mm. and as you said it's perspective that actually all the stuff that we're obsessing over and worrying about and anxiety often are very trivial in the scheme of absolutely this wonderful life that we've all been given a. Yeah, a shot at. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that's where I'd end mm. in that spiritual journey. It's just that uh, that deep understanding of that mm. and just accepting it as truth. Mm. I do need to do anything more than that. You know I can just go, that feels true to me. Mm. Okay, then that's it. That's all I need to do. Done.
0: Good place to end.
1: Beautiful. Thank you, Lisa
0: Thank you ever so much. And thank you for joining me in my kitchen. You love your kitchen. We've had no door knocking no. or dog barking no, or any of the other things that really i thought it. might happen yeah so, um, a lovely
1: lunch so thank, thank
0: you. you very much well, for showing the wisdom and well, we look forward you. to uh, hearing more about your tribe and your mastermind business and
1: everything, and everything. yeah
0: you yeah. will don't worry <laughs> thank you david <laughs> thanks Liz. thank you for joining me on the beyond the water cooler podcast i hope it's got you thinking about how you can make a real difference to company culture that enables people to really engage and thrive. And now it's your turn to help me please. Rating my podcast and leaving a review means that my guests' messages spread further. And when I know what you've enjoyed, found helpful, what you'd like to hear discussed more of in the future and ideas for great guests, I can make sure I deliver. Let's continue the conversation about the points raised in this podcast. Or perhaps you have other questions about employee experience and performance. You can email me at It's Time for Change, connect with me on LinkedIn, or why not pick up the phone? I love to walk and talk. My details are all in the show notes. So until next time, bye for now.